Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. Welcome to Political Coffee. This is the show, the radio show, one hour where we hopefully, you know, talk about the issues of the day in a way that gives you inspiration or maybe thoughts or ideas about how you can use these political issues of the day, how to change your world. And you do that by having political conversation one person at a time in your world, whatever world that is. So, a few things that are going on out there that I think are important uh, for us to be aware of. And we'll talk about them. Uh, and we're going to talk about them both today and with um, State Senator Dennis Linthicum. Sorry, folks, a minor distraction there. Um, Oregon's income taxes. Now, got to ask you something. Can you believe what is reported in the news? Can you believe things from think tanks? And I don't care whether this is to the right or to the left. What do you think? Can you believe what you see or read in the in the news? And whether it's news here locally or it is news that is, you know, national. Can you believe it? And there's a reason I'm doing this and bringing this up before you today. And, and here's what it is. So. There's a there's a piece today. In the Oregon Catalyst rather the uh, OregonWatchdog.com. The Oregon Business Report, this is one of Jason Williams' great uh, pieces of the puzzle. Folks, Jason Williams was the only voice when I served in the legislature. In the you know, late night, I, my first session was 1999. I served eight years in the Oregon House of Representatives, for those of you who don't know, until January of 2007. The only voice really during that time that, that came to us, me as a legislator, and advocated for lower taxes, not higher taxes, lower taxes. And he was the only voice, and he was the only one out there doing that, focusing on lower taxes. Now, he worked with Americans for Tax Reform, which he and I still host their meeting, which is the third Friday of the month at Langdon Farms Golf Club. This is Grover Norquist's bunch out of, uh, out of D.C. So Jason has put together a number of 
reports that are out there on the internet. There's the Oregon Faith Report for people of faith, because he's a man of faith. There's the Oregon Business Report. There's the Oregon Natural Resources Report, so on and so forth. So in the Oregon Business Report, there's a pause in taxes is the headline of this. And this is from Oregon Business and Industry, which is the largest, OBI is the largest um, lobbying group, business-friendly lobbying group in the state. They're the big dog. They got a lot of lot of businesses, those that are left in Oregon. And that's the point of this. They are asking for the legislature and the governor to consider recommendations of Tina Kotex, Portland City, Central City Task Force. And one of them was a review of local and regional taxes that had eroded the city's competitiveness. Now, why is that? (laughs) Because it's widely reported that Portland's level of taxation is almost the highest in the country, folks, for a city, okay? What they're urging is that we need to pay attention to what's happening. Now, I'm going somewhere with this, so I, I, I want you to just stick with me for a moment because I'm going to share this with you. It's very important. By the way, State Senator Dennis Linthicum will be joining us at the bottom of the hour here for his weekly visit. But here again, here's my point to you. This piece by the largest pro-business lobbying group in the state, which is, and they're big, folks, that and Ernst & Young, which is you know maybe one of the, the top, nation's top uh, CPA firms, did a study commissioned by Oregon Business and Industry Research and Education Foundation. Okay. And it determined that Oregon's state business tax burden, not personal, but business tax burden, increased a staggering 43%. In just three years, folks, 2019 to 2022. Now, if you combine that with state and local business taxes, if you combine the two, it's now 8% above the national average, and it exceeds those in California, Idaho, and Washington. So what they're calling for is a temporary halt in new taxes. So they want to create a task force like Senate Bill 45 in 2023 to consider how to make Oregon more competitive. And that it would suggest changes to improve the state's business climate. Okay. And by the way, there's a link where you can read their full op-ed that they put out there. All right. So... They want a pause in taxes, business taxes, because it's killing Oregon business. We have 43% increase in total tax burden within three years. You're going to hurt businesses, folks. Now, here's why I ask you the question. Can you believe what you read? So, so this is one thing 
that you would believe on our side. Now, this is a study done by a very reputable national CPA firm. Okay? There's another story in Willamette Week that says, here's the headline, National Study Shows Oregon's Tax System More Progressive Than Most but still favors the high earners. The subheadline is Oregon is the only state in which the middle 20% of earners pay the lowest tax rate. Now, the middle 20%, folks, is you. The middle 20% is the middle class. Now, I... This is a study done by a very liberal Marxist organization. The Oregon Center for Public Policy out in Silverton is a Marxist organization, more than just leftist folks. And what they're trying to pitch here is that this, a national study, it's a report based on who pays, comes from a Washington, D.C.-based Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy, another leftist organization. So what OCPP is doing is building on that and going after the richest Oregonians. But by extension, they are going after you, the middle class, because they say Oregon's the only state in which the middle 20% of earners pay the lowest tax rate. Now, here's the kicker in all of this. You have to take these things, whether it's on the pro-business side, from OBI or from the Marxist leftist, you can never tax people high enough side, which is Oregon Center for Public Policy. And you have to look at who's funding these studies. What was the study supposed to study? So in other words, did the people funding it make the monetary award, the funding to do the study depended upon, in essence, the outcome. So in other words, did they direct the whole direction of the study? Here's the bottom line, folks. What can you believe? Well, what you can believe is how all of this tax, taxes, how it affects you. Now, I want to go back to the story we talked about yesterday. It's an Oregon Catalyst story. Oregon is number three poorest state for real after-tax income. Now, again, this is a, a study, but guess who it's from? And this is a, a story by Bob Clark. He's an economist, friend of mine, out of Portland. You see, this chart that says Oregon is the third poorest state for real after 
tax income to you, the middle class, you, the working class, the working poor. Oregon is the third worst for what you take home. And guess who did this study? It wasn't a business group. It wasn't a far right group or a far left group. Guess who did it? U.S. Bureau of Economics. This data was released on December 14th, 2023, just this last year. Now, it says Oregon's in the middle of the pack of all states in terms of its per capita per person income before taxes. Oregon's taxes and relatively high cost of living reduce its ranking for individual prosperity to the third poorest amongst the 50 states. Our two neighbors, one to the north and one to the south, rank in the top 16 for real after-tax incomes. Even though California and Washington both have high living costs. So how does all of this stuff about taxes impact you? First off, inflation. Who's responsible for that? Because ultimately, is your wallet, is your life better off now than 40 years ago? Talk more about it. 620. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top there. It's great to have you with us today, friends. I want to remind you, uh, before I go to the phones, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buke GMC Talk Line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at KSLM. Dot news. I have an email from one of our listeners and a, a guy who shows up regularly at the political coffee clatch that is most intriguing to me. And I'm going to ask Senator Linthicum, who I know is listening right now, he's going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour here to look into this. What he alleges, and this is a guy who follows not only politics, but a lot of the details of politics. He says, tonight, I've seen where a Chinese businessman has 200,000 acres of Oregon timber. Oregon Department of Forestry has 600,000 acres and the Elliott. The feds have 15.5 million acres that they burn. So apparently, a Chinese businessman owns 200,000 acres of Oregon timber. I did not know that. But here's, listen to this. The Democrats put a loophole in the CAT tax in 2019. That is the hidden sales tax, gross receipts tax. Here's the loophole. China gets logs out of Coos Bay with no CAT tax on it. Wow. Let's find out if that's true. How wrong that would be, wouldn't it? 
But what is right is for you to support somebody who's fighting for elections every day, and that's Mike Lindell and us here on Political Coffee. And you do that by buying the incredible products that he has right now. You can save 40% right now on my pillow mattresses with our promo code for this show, PC23. 40% off. It's still a Christmas special and they're still running it, folks. They have my pillow toppers for your existing mattresses. Plus, they have these awesome series of sheets for kale sheets. The Giza Dream sheets that I have, they're awesome. And you get all of these, plus the original MyPillow or the MyPillow 2.0. You get it all at these massive discounts. Sleep well, like never before. Go to MyPillow.com. Use the the promo code PC23 and sleep well and support your liberty. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jeff. The bottom line on all this stuff you're talking about is lack of fiscal responsibility. Our government in Oregon spends money like a bunch of drunken sailors, and that's why we're sitting where we're sitting, Jeff. And... Does our governor care? Hell no. You know, she wants as much of our money as she can get. Uh, And that's just a plain fact. Um, But, you know, Dennis is a real great guy. And, of course, she wants fiscal responsibility. Uh, And if we get it, our state would be much better off. You were just talking about the gross receipts tax. Um, Businesses were carved out that aren't paying it. Um, And small businesses like me, even though I don't make enough money, thank God, had to have to pay the tax. All the products that I buy, Jeff, to put in my vending machine, those companies have to pay the gross receipts tax. They do. More money, more money, more money, no fiscal responsibility. And until our dang state becomes fiscally responsible, uh, that's, we're going to continue down this bad path. The situation that happened at the employment building with the computers and stuff like that. Uh, there's no accountability. And then people like, uh, Um, our illustrious senator, Mr. Wyden, you know, makes excuses and sort of says, hey, you're not running the state right. You wanted the computer system and the funds were allocated. Why in the hell isn't it done? It's the governor's responsibility to make sure that these agencies are running right. And our governor does not do that. Uh... And that's a fault here in the state. But fiscal responsibility is the bottom line. If we want a healthy state, then we have to fight for fiscal responsibility. See, Jeff, in blind issues, okay, 
I wanted the state government to invest in training blind people for employment to deal with their blindness, like me. Been blind most of my life, but I've been employed all my life because I've had the training and stuff to do that. So if you invest in training blind people and put them to work, then that's a well-spent clump of money. Instead of continuously paying them uh, disability and all that other kind of crap. That's Agreed. And and so that that is a much better direction. The problem is is that the people that run this state from the bureaucrats, the bureaucrats, the government appointed, governor appointed bureaucrats to the governor to the legislature, yeah, they they want to create opportunities for people to work and then they want to tax them to death so that their real after-tax income is the third worst in the nation. And right. they love their money. They can't keep up with inflation. They, Thank you, Democrats. They love their money, and the biggest employer in the state of Oregon is our dang state government. There's something wrong with that, Jeff. There is. That's right. They've got to keep God bless, Jeff. to hide the flaws. Great day. Art, right, got to let you go. I appreciate it, brother. Back in a moment with State Senator Dennis Linthick, and we'll ask him about some of this stuff and more when we come back. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Welcome back, my friends, Political Coffee. Great to have you with us today. In a moment, we're going to chat with State Senator Dennis Linthicum, and we'll ask him that question, uh, and we'll ask him to do some research for us and maybe report back to us since I got him on the line, <laughs> about the uh, this supposed alleged loophole in the gross receipts tax, the cat tax, that allows logs to be shipped to China with no cat tax on them. Hmm. Now, Art brought up a really important point about how the cat tax has loopholes carved in it for certain businesses. How did that happen? And is that fair? Of course, it's not fair. Talking about taxes is an important thing because who do you believe? You know, when you see a study like the one put out by the regressive Marxist organization, the Oregon Center for Public Policy out of Silverton, you know, that says, hey, you know, Oregon's the only state that's got the lowest tax for the middle 20% of earners. Guess who that is? That's you, the middle class. And they want to tax you more. And they continue to go after, we got to have higher taxes on the rich. Do you believe that? Because it's based on a study. And then there's a study from the Oregon Business and Industry Association, the largest business lobbying group in the state of Oregon, which says that Oregon business taxes increased 43% in just three years from 2019 to 22. And that we're very uncompetitive. How do you believe any of this when you're trying to be persuasive with someone in your world who's persuadable? Well, you do exactly. And I'm going to ask Senator Linthicum this in a moment. You do exactly what the story was yesterday. But where the federal government shows, federal government analysis shows that Oregon is the third 
poorest or worst in the nation, almost at the bottom, for real after-tax income. Because ultimately, that's what matters to you. It's what you take home that matters, doesn't it? Because that's how you deal with Joe Biden and the Democrats' inflation at every level. Isn't that what's most important? Isn't that the measurement by which you believe what's being reported to you? How it affects you personally? Let's go to Senator Linthicum. Senator Linthicum, what's wrong in my argument there? Am I wrong about how to judge all this noise that we hear you no, know, you're you're absolutely right. the The problem is the the left and the bureaucracy. I'll call it the bureaucracy um, to avoid n- not offending my Marxist friends. But um, the left has this method. Uh, everything is a story. Everything's a myth. Everything's a, a old salesman's canard. Then after it happens, like socialism's the new glory be, right? And after it happens, you and I are stuck in the midst of this policy nightmare. And to get out of it, this is, this is the onslaught of a modern age uh, totalitarian regime that looks exactly the same as the USSR did under uh, its regime. We don't have to go back as far as Stalin and killing millions of people. We just have to look at the bureaucratic state. In in we know that um, the housing was decrepit. We know that automobiles were um, hardly ever produced because there's no sense in allowing people the ability to navigate around. Electronics were never um, a big deal in their social setting. And it's not because of the time of year or the era, I guess it'd be a better word. It's because it was nearly impossible for somebody to start a business, produce a product, ask people to pay them for the product. Like, what is it worth to you? And People in a free market economy get to make those choices. You can buy a product from Samsung. You can buy a product from RCA. You can buy a product from uh, Motorola. uh, On and on it goes. And those kinds of things never existed in the um, constrained economy of the USSR. And that's where we're going to be in Oregon if they keep this tax and spend monstrosity alive. Well, apparently they are, but you know, you know as well as I do that there are certain businesses that always manage to get a little carve out, a little special niche, you know, like Intel and Nike, and amongst others. Now, I got to ask you: Do you have any knowledge about logs that get shipped out of, say, Coos Bay to China that are not taxed under the cat tax? regime do, do you are yeah. you are you aware of that yeah i i know i don't actually know the specifics of it but um items that are have a um out of state sales um destination 
um, I think follow under that exemption. So there's uh, clarifying exemptions for agricultural commodities, farming operations, and out-of-state sales based on um, either industrial averages or final destination of a commodity that is actually going out of state. I, I don't know if it's a, I don't know the details. And like you said, I can get back. It, it may be, um, it, it may be, you know, based on who, who'd you sell it to? For example, if you were to buy a car from somebody in California, what they typically do is they charge you the California tax, even though you're in the state of Oregon. Now that's for cars, but when you buy um, something on the internet and you give your Oregon zip code, it says, oh, no tax, zero tax on your bill total, whether it's from Amazon or, or Joe Schmuck's um, w- website. And that no tax is because the destination that they're actually in Tennessee, the destination they're sending it to is out of state. They don't charge you the tax, the Tennessee tax. They charge you the Oregon tax, which happens to be zero. So there's gimmicks like that embedded in CAT. I don't know what they are, and I can look them up and come back to you. It would be wonderful if you could. I would love to have a follow-up conversation with you about that because it all is just like art pointed out is that even though he doesn't pay the cat tax because he doesn't and i don't pay the cat tax although many farmers around me who are bigger farmers do pay the cat tax on agricultural products depends on you're right where those products are going to number one but also the fact that companies that he does business with that i do business with I've added the cat tax into the cost of my fertilizer, of my fuel, of my chemicals, of other things. A lot of my parts that I buy from companies like Pape, because I primarily run John Deere equipment. Pape is a big John Deere dealer. They have hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue. They pay the cat tax on it all, and they pass that cat that tax increase along to me. So I end up paying it. Everybody ends up paying it. Now, I'm going to go back to this U.S. Government Bureau statistical analysis that says Oregon is the third worst in the nation for real after-tax income, real take-home pay after taxes. How, how is it that Democrats don't get held accountable to account for that, that our progressive tax system, how is it that people don't connect the dots? Yeah, it's, it, again, it's the mythology that says um, socialism is good and capitalism is bad. Look, at if, you, if a, um, a homeowner was to open up uh, her kitchen to bake chocolate chip cookies, she would need uh, she could bake them all day long. She could take them to church. She could give them to her neighbors. She could distribute them to the neighborhood uh, all day long. She could take them to the school if the school would allow her son or daughter to share chocolate chip cookies. They could do that as long as they're, quote, free. Now, when this same uh, housewife charges for those cookies, and tries to sell them, all of a sudden, the state of Oregon, for public safety reasons, 
wants to come and uh, validate that her kitchen is clean, there are no cockroaches living in the oven, et cetera. And they don't do that for public safety, which is the guys. They do that for revenue. They only do it to, to put this mom out of business and hurt her bottom line so that she never bothers to start a cookie company. And by doing that, they keep capitalism off the streets and they allow socialism to flourish. Well, there you go. If you take capitalism and the Marxist policies of this state that are slowly being implemented over and over again, do just that. They hurt business, thereby they hurt the income because business has to try, has to try to tax or pass those increased taxes and other things on to the consumer. Senator, uh, just very quickly, how can people get your latest newsletter? Send a note to Dennis at electdennis.com. Thank you. Dennis at electdennis.com. Senator, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour in a moment. We're going to chat with Freddie and Tim. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. Art writes, don't forget the news media also allows this blank to happen. They're just as much as fault as the Democrats. Yeah, that's right. One thing that isn't a fault, but is a really great benefit to you is to call Freedom Heating and Air and have them come check out your heating and cooling system. Folks, this weekend, we may get snow. If you are very much aware that your heating system kind of gets weak on you, doesn't keep up when it gets cold, you really ought to call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll come out to your place right away. They'll check it out, offer you suggestions, maybe do some maintenance on it, maybe just replace your filters if you haven't done it for a while. Give them a call. Don't get caught in the cold. Don't procrastinate. Call Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456-580-1456. Check out their website, Freedom Heating and Air, all one word, freedomheatingandair.com. Net. net. Let's go to Freddie. Freddie, good morning. Uh, good morning, Jeff. By the way, the news media is the Democrats. There's no difference between the color on these two groups. So that's, uh, you might as well just call it what it is. They are the Democrats. Uh, yesterday, the governor spoke at the Salem Convention Center, and there was about 310 people there, which is twice as many is they normally get, so I'm assuming that half of those people were nonprofit groups there listening to the governor talk about the homeless issue and, and the mental health issues that go along with the homeless issue. Well, the, the, the free drug culture that we have in the state, the legislature, when they had it approved, 
marijuana sales in the state, which is nothing more than a backfill of cash that the uh, teachers' union lost when people got out of the union. And that's all that is. It's a backfill of money. So the issue, what I would say to elected people, if you're going to put some money into the homeless thing, this is all the money that you need to put in. Two dump trucks with four four man crews per dump truck, and they go around the city. You can be homeless, but you can't be dirty. And so now these people are starting to pull around three shopping carts. Hey, those shopping carts were stolen. So pull the shopping carts away, clean the AO up, and and get this get this homeless thing squared away, and stop this free drug use that uh, go along in the city because at my church with a grammar school, they just spent a lot of money putting fences around that school because they were finding drug needles in, in the open field. So this, this has to be stopped. That's, that's my rant for the day on uh, this homeless fair, issue. Fair enough. But before I let you go, let me ask you a quick question. There are bills supposedly that are going to modify Measure 110 they're going to be heard in the upcoming legislative session here in February. Do you have any faith that it's going to do anything meaningful if they do anything at all? No, because if they did, they would take the revenue away from them. And this is this is what they why they passed it in the get go because they need the back. They need more money, so they're using the drug culture in order to get it. Now, you you pointed that out with all the elected officials. They got bags full of cash. That's what's going right. on here. Yeah, and the re- and, and and Freddie gonna let you go before I move on to to Tim here. But there's a story that I'm not going to get to today about how the recently resigned chair of the OLCC just went to work for a big old marijuana company. Hmm. By the there way, you did go. you know that local local governments get a huge amount of local revenue from marijuana taxes? Nobody's gonna want. To kill that goose that's laying that golden egg. Thanks, Freddie. Tim, you're up next. What's on your mind? Hi, Jeff. Uh, last night, the city council meeting uh, with Jimmy Jones. You know that I've had quite a amount of time. Boy, I'm getting an echo. Uh, on the homeless. Right. Here's a twist on the homeless. The reason why we have a more of a homeless now than when I was a kid is because we used to have a safety net. Think of how many things that the government has done to destroy the safety net. And any time an issue comes up that impacts the, the safety net, bring up homeless. Well, so has the government destroyed the safety net or have they expanded it and it is completely incompetent or by design, it does not want to solve the homeless problem? What do you think it is? It it destroys uh, the safety net and they do it through schools. Anything that takes the rights of the parents. And anything that causes the family unit to break down. Fair enough. 
Thank you, Tim. I can't disagree with that because ultimately the safety net is the family, folks, more than anything that's else. That's what I meant. That's, that's exactly right. Thanks, Tim. Great point. Anything that destroys the family, anything, folks, is not good for human beings, for families. Uh, Avis, thank you. There is a going to be a gun violence town hall Wednesday, January 17th at the Elsinore Theater. There's a link to it. Thank you, Avis. I will put that in the show plan today. Uh, quickly, some emails. Uh, Oregon's income taxes. Can you believe what's reported in the news and think tanks? How many taxes have ever been repealed? Virtually none, Doug. He goes on. If government, the Fed, can just print money, one trillion of what they counterfeit each year only goes to service the interest on the debt, which is true now, folks. Why are income taxes necessary? Keep you from getting ahead and controlling you. Disaster relief agencies are some of the best at selling the horrors of war and earthquakes. Much like government parasites glean your livelihood, they keep us poor and dependent to prove we all need to be taken care of. Fabricating the justification for their existence. Shall not be infringed means shall not end the Fed. I have said for a long time, folks, that the bureaucracy, this was my observation of eight years in the Oregon House of Representatives. I can tell you the bureaucracy exists for one purpose, and that is to preserve the bureaucracy. It's not to solve real problems. There are some fantastic state employees, school teachers, municipal government employees, county government employees, that every day do their best to serve us the right way with common sense. And they get slapped down day after day by the system. Linda, I don't have time or Dale uh, to read your emails. My apologies. I'll try to get to them tomorrow. I'm deeply thankful to each and every one of you that listen to this show. Keep praying for this state, for this country. Be willing to stand up every day for what you believe. See you tomorrow.